I am a wayfarer on the waking way just like you. Years ago, in a time of despair, I was given cause to consider my small place in the whole of creation. The old questions that have perplexed us for ages were haunting me as well. Why are we here? Must there be a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings, enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts? Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? Like a new day rising, a fervor to understand these things illuminated my inner east. The discoveries along the way have been manifold, malleable, and colorful. Like a kaleidoscope, the teachings and practices I have gathered continue to shift and bend, imprinting on the textures of daily life just as it is. My ministry arrives in the form of sharing this extremely personal, varied, sacred, ordinary way with you. Let us traverse this landscape together as siblings. I pray you will join me for a time. I am your brother Oren, and this is my witness to the wisdom cry of the Dawn Deacon. quite a while since we've taken one of these walks together. There's a lot of reasons why we haven't walked together. Almost all having to do with me. What changed this morning was actually something that occurred last night. I had a wonderful conversation with a guest on my other podcast find the good news it's a guest that another friend of mine who also had been on find the good news had recommended his name is Jonathan Stahl and if you're interested in learning more about him you can look him up visit his website Intrinsic Paths And soon you'll be able to hear our conversation in the episode I'll be releasing shortly on Find the Good News. In talking with Jonathan, I was able to really openly and honestly express vocally, or at least attempt to find the words to express and process a lot of what I'd been feeling the last couple of months, last few months really, and why I needed to step back and just look at the landscape, look at my actions, my motivations. In fact, just saying that out loud right now, it makes me think, of something that a Lama often said at the beginning of Sangha. He'd always say, let us check our intentions. I wrote it down the first time I attended Sangha. 
and I sat with it for a while and I thought how powerful to check our intentions to just simply sit and ask why am I doing what I'm doing what are my intentions it made me wonder how often I actually do that I like to think that I do but in reality when I stop and analyze I really wasn't both podcasts this and find the good news when I reflect on them I think about intention a lot or at least I thought I did but it's so easy when something gets some momentum for that momentum to simply just move you along and for the original intentions to keep moving back one car at a time until they're possibly at the end of the train and maybe even getting unhitched there's this idea when we do things that we are looking for a result maybe we give a gift to someone and we're looking for gratitude from them or a signal some kind of mirrored appreciation I want to believe that I am a generous giver with no expectation. But when I analyze, I can find clear examples where I expect something in return, some result from my action. So it really got me to got me thinking about how both this podcast conversation this sharing through the Don Deacon was slowly moving away from what I'd originally intended it to be I needed to ground myself again, so I laid this and the other show down, just for a little while. I needed to really find out and ask myself why I'm doing it. Now ultimately, the answer was so different than what I'd originally thought it would be after walking away for a while. You know, as if you've listened to either show for any length of time, then you know I've had experiences in my life and I felt compelled to share them with people. I want to say that it's about helping others, that sharing has everything to do with encouraging others giving them tools or perspectives or resources I want to believe that it's altruistic that I'm giving of myself the reality though is after analyzing it is that I'm actually really doing this for me 
this actually helps me. If it helps others, that's almost a secondary thing. That is the truth. Morning. Doing good. The other truth, which is harder to admit, is that I could feel myself turning sour, hardened, frustrated, honestly, even angry. Angry at the world, the people of the world. I don't want to deny it. It's a part of me to look out and see what's in front. The reality of all the calamities and tragedies. They've always been there. Great teachers have told us this. This is life. I want to believe. Those words keep coming back to me. It's almost my answer, I find, for everything. I want to believe that we can be better. Do I believe that? I believe we have the capacity. Sure. I see that capacity within myself to be better. To do better. To touch people in the earth in a kinder way. To be a helper, a lever. Instead of a drain and a taker. To be a gentle touch. A soothing word. Rather than a voice of cruelty, hatred. I have that capacity. And I do believe we all have that capacity. But just because we have that ability doesn't mean that many, many, many of us are putting it into practice or flexing those skills, working those abilities so that they become our first instinct when engaging with the world I, I felt myself hardening up I've watched as we face yet again the rise of COVID in our country and all of the hateful and angry voices rising up in opposition to safety measures and tools 
that can begin to give us that normalcy that so many crave so that we're not endangering the lives of the weakest among us. In fact, things have shifted to the point where now it isn't just the weakest among us physically healthy. Now it's the young, the virile, the healthy. Because we were too hard to make collective concessions and considerations for those around us. Just in the past few days, we've watched a tragedy unfold in Afghanistan. A tragedy that we and us, this country, had a large hand in creating over decades. We see environmental calamities all across the world, state to state, heat waves and floods. And so many just say, ah, it's the media. But for those human beings, our literal human brothers and sisters who are standing in the path of these disasters, watching their homes be turned to ash, or their belongings turned to mold, it's very real. It doesn't take a news program or some spinster to tell them what's happening before their eyes. They can see it. They're experiencing it. These things weigh heavy on my soul. Because most of these things are tragedies that we have a hand in in the way we live and demand our luxuries. I'm guilty. I live with that guilt. And I don't wanna lay that guilt down because that guilt is the thrust of any change I might make to turn the dial in another direction. Any change I might make to be kinder to my fellow human beings, my brothers and sisters, to respect the creatures of the earth and to walk gentler and leave a lighter print on the earth itself. I want to believe that we can be better. I want to see that I can be better. But sometimes my own voice is a voice for myself.
And that's what I realized in stepping back. Just to talk out loud and to process this interior space that carries so much. To check my intentions. So, today, after this long break, I wanted to bring you back on this walk with me as I check my intentions, as I ask why, why keep bringing people with me on this walk. What's the purpose? Why keep having conversations on Find the Good News? Who's, which the stated mission is clearly that I am seeking out good people doing good works. One, I want to be one of those people. I don't want the attention or the fame or the praise or the acrylic awards I want to be like the people that I talk to on that show I want to be inspired by them I want to take pieces from each of their rich conversations and look at the world for a moment through those conversations and see what I can grind into the bowl with all the other pieces and create some kind of ever-changing elixir that I can take throughout all the moments of my changing life to face what's in front and what's inside to deal with this heaviness that I tend to carry when looking at all the sorrows of the world. I'm not alone. The last two conversations I've had on Find the Good News reminded me of that. Many, many, many countless beings have carried sorrows of the world I just don't want to be overcome by them I want to build a raft however feeble and humble it may be to whatever capacity I can so others can climb on and ride on this torrent filled with tears. What are my intentions? I have no desire to be anyone special. And I have every desire to be aware of higher things, beautiful things. but I absolutely believe that they must be grounded 
at least in this life that I'm living. Grounded in real things, dirty things. Grounded just like my feet hit the ground as we walk and talk. All these higher things must absolutely influence me and us if we're going to have a beautiful, beautiful world and loving, tender relationships with our fellow man. All the religions, all the teachings, all the cults, all the programs, all the groups, all of those things have value only in so much as they affect life here on this planet. What good are angels? if they stand around and watch us in a circle never lay their hands on us to change us so that we can change the world what good are our prayers if they don't affect us to be helpers, healers doers, leavers lovers My prayer life has certainly changed in the last few months. Even my resistance to certain concepts I found has built up and calloused. I feel a challenge in my heart when I hear someone say, trust that it's all part of God's plan or God God has a plan God is going to help them ask them for healing do I believe healings happen? absolutely have I seen miracles myself? certainly Experience things that I can't really comprehend or explain how they happened, sure. And has that strengthened my faith? Only in one thing that there's a great mystery and that I don't understand it. More and more in these last months. That's the only answer that I can find firm footing on. And the great paradox of that is that the firm footing itself is no footing at all. It's emptiness. Wispy. It's a phantom. I've watched in the last months parents looking for their lost children and waterfalls, torrents of prayers telling them that their children will be home safe, 
that they were covered in the blood of Jesus. They call on the name of Jesus. And then even hours after the parents update that their child has been found murdered. Murdered. Bludgeoned to death and left in a ditch. Those who don't read the updates continue to swear that Jesus is watching over that child and that they'll be home soon. And I am not attacking Christianity. It's just an example. And you can find them easily within the framework of any belief system. Seeing that reminds me that there is simply just a mystery. If the child was returned home safe, then it proves to those praying that the prayers worked like a magic spell. Their faith and their begging made it happen. And they want that prescription for you, for everyone, because it must be true, because it worked. In their life, it was proven. And then, the same prayers are said, the same belief applied, the same faith and begging to whatever the deity may be. And then, we find out the details of a great, painful, moaning tragedy. Does that also prove then that these prayers, this belief, whatever it may be, doesn't work? I don't say this to break anyone's faith, and I'm not challenging anyone. I have my own ideas and practices and beliefs that I subscribe to. But underneath all of those things is absolute mystery. Absolute willingness to bend that I don't understand. And that there is no solid evidence or proof how do we how do I someone who believes in something how do I continue to do so when there's nothing concrete about it And I suppose that ultimately brings me full circle to what I was talking about in the beginning. The words, I want to believe. Do I? I hope. And that hope is definitely counterbalanced with despair. I hope. But I don't count on it. Does that mean I stop in my tracks? 
do nothing? That mean, does that mean if we're drowning that I don't move my arms and legs to keep my head above water? Does that mean that I allow those next to me to sink? No. I hope and I despair equally. But there's something different about hope than despair. The hope is eternally buoyant. And no matter how swollen that bladder of despair gets, hope is always equally buoyant in counterbalancing it. That's just my own experience. It gives me, and many others, the ability to keep our nose above the water to get the oxygen we need. And what we do when we get that breath, do we save ourselves? Do we help others? I wanted to believe that my first thought was to save others. But the hard truth is that I need to be saved too. I need the air. I need to be buoyant. I need to find my up from down. I need to right myself so that I can put my feet on the earth and walk forward down the path, build shelters along the way, build rafts, help others. For me, it cannot be any more complicated than that anymore. All the gold, all the art, the statues, the rituals, the adornments, the accoutrements, the traditions of every tradition, religion, or cult absolutely must serve creatures, humanity, and the earth. If they lead us away from that, and they're not grounded and rooted firmly on this blue dot. Then the waters of despair will rise and take us all. And we will have missed our chance as this creature to have done something amazing. These walking witnesses able to experience and achieve so much beauty so much good we live on a grain of sand in this universe that is an absolute paradise with processes built into it to sustain and provide we have to learn Again, 
how to do that, how to work with that, this Eden. We have a long way to go before that could ever be a reality again. It takes a billion hearts making the changes. A billion little spirits waking up together. One generation to the next and in 500 years we'll see something new. A thousand years. We can't forget. We can't ever forget what we're juxtaposed against. That dark swollen belly full of ugliness and pain and we don't have to look far to find it. I don't have to look far. I only have to look inside myself right now even as I'm walking. Even as I'm saying these things I know the reality. But I want to believe and I want to hope I do hope so if you still want to join me on these walks or if you think there's value in it for you then do it I'll keep taking you with me I can't promise that anything I say will be for you all I can tell you is that I'm trying to save myself to change myself to process the grief and sorrow the weight of a world in pain of a creature that has to a large degree lost its way maybe if I can change in my ordinary life and talk about it and share it with you maybe you'll find a reason to hope and a reason to make a change too and then maybe maybe we'll come again in 500 years a thousand to be involved in this world that's yet to emerge this world that we hope for because I do truly believe we have the capacity to be better to treat each other better to love each other love one another the best you can not just your family and those in your small circle but those in the larger rings if you can do it just try I'll try thank you for walking with me this morning May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. 
May we all rejoice in the well-being of others. And may we all live in peace, free from greed and hatred. Brother Oren Parker is the producer and host of The Dawn Deacon and the Find the Good News podcast. As a licensed ecumenical minister, he practices universal spiritual accompaniment, offering a brother's ear to fellow seekers. Oren provides baptism, blessing, and union ceremonies, as well as tailored rituals to memorialize special occasions or blessings to sanctify personal spaces. Brother Oren also officiates weddings and funerals. For information or to contact Oren, visit findthegood.news or email oren at orenparker.com.